everybody. This is Andy Lopez, the Invisible Gardener. And welcome to From Your Soul to Your Soul. So this is a whole new series of uh, podcasts I'll be doing. And um, I'll be here every week. Uh, thank you for those of you that are following me to come back. And the new folks, uh, I know you're going to have a great time. Uh, I'm mainly here to answer your questions, to help you out. Tell people I don't do marital problems. So if you have a question for me, or if it's something related to the uh, podcast, this is what I'd like you to do. I would love it if you go to my website, invisiblegardener.com. Make sure you spell it right. Invisible like invisible man and gardener like the gardener you hire. G-A-R-D-E-N-E-R, it's important, dot com. Uh, you'll look for the uh, inquiry form. Fill out the inquiry form. Uh, there's a big space there for your question. You can say either, Andy, you did a podcast on such and such a day about this, and I have a question about that, or I have a question. And uh, I will answer your question uh, on the next show. If there's not enough time, I do more of it, right? So, uh, so today uh, I'm going to talk uh, a lot about, you know, I talk a lot about healing the soil. And people um, ask me, what does that mean? Why? <laughs> so, as I was saying before, people um, uh, ask me why. Why do I say heal the soil? Or what is it that I'm talking about, and why is it so important? So, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that today. Uh, and then, if there's any time, uh, I'll, I'll cover some more subjects. I have a whole bunch of things that people have been calling me to talk to me to talk to me about. And so a lot of times I'll pick out the ones I think is very important uh, to deal with. And uh, I, I relate to my experience, to so my experiences. I've been doing this since 1970, Invisible Gardener. And um, I, 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 so when I talk about healing the soil, I talk about the importance of the functioning soil. I heard, first heard about uh, the soil as a kid when I was starting to... Um, read um, Rodale's Organic Gardening magazine, and he says, feed the soil first, right? I'm going, hmm, why are we feeding the soil first? I thought we we're feeding the plants. And so, uh, and I, that's led me on this path, right? Of uh, why healing the soil? What's important about the soil? And so um, throughout the years, I, I, I realized in, in my practice, Invisible Gardener, that the soil is the key to the health of everything. The soil is the key to, to the health of the, of the earth. The healthy earth is the key to healthy living things on it, right? And so I, I and how does that, how is, how does that work? How is that, because I, I learned a long time ago that um, uh, healthy soil equals healthy plants and healthy plants equal healthy people, healthy animals. Even insects and birds and everything is all interconnected, and the soil is, is without healthy soil, we would have a barren planet, <laughs> right? The barren planet is not exactly very useful for a living on. So, what is it? What's in the soil that we want to heal, and what is it that? that um, one of my sayings is: "It's alive! It's alive! It's alive!" And so one of my sayings is, it's alive. And what it's in the soil, it's alive. 
And so what's in the soil, uh, are there are more micros in the soil than there are stars in the sky. That's what I've been told. I'd like to know who counted that, right? But microbes are really, they're truly invis the invisible gardeners, right? The little army of invisible gardeners there. You don't see them. So throughout the centuries, throughout the years, this, the microbes in the soil have evolved. They have evolved to provide the food, right? Nutrient needed by plants that are growing there. And we have evolved to eat the plants and other things. If you, depending where you eat, even if you eat meat, animals, those animals eat the plants. You're going to get it one way or the other, right? And the, part of the reason why we eat is to get trace minerals in our bodies. Part of the reason, the reason why the plants eat is to get trace minerals in their bodies. And this is important. Because you need to trace minerals to make everything function, see, to make everything work. And so how does the plants, how do the microbes get the food into the trees, into the plants? The obvious place is through the roots. Is there interconnection between the roots and the and the and the and the and the microbes and the mycelium and everything that's alive in there? So everything is functioning there to serve the main purpose of providing nutrients to things that are to the root system so the plants get. And so I've learned from experience that because people will call me up, Andy, I have this, I was just there just yesterday, a customer, a person who called me up because I, I have a problem. So I went to, went to her place. She has a citrus that's really, really dying as greening disease. Now, I tell people all diseases start in the soil, and it's true, it starts in the soil. And uh, so the, a greening disease is basically what happens is that I tell people the good guys and the bad guys don't live in the same place, right? So the, uh, the, the uh, diseases are basically the presence of the bad guys, but they're not there to provide nutrients to you, to the, to the plants. They are there to take away nutrients from the plants, and as the plants, you know, get sicker and sicker, they, they, the plants will die and go return back to the earth. And so the 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 good guys, now there's no such thing as good guys and bad guys, but basically the good guys are the ones that give you the healthy so soil for healthy plants. The bad guys do not provide nutrients to you. They pro they have their own. They have evolved specifically to attack certain type of plants, right? So what happens is with the greening disease is the disease that specifically goes after citruses, right? And especially other plants, but basically mainly the, these particular types of, of uh, bacteria and fungi and so forth are, are survive where there's no presence of the good microbe. Same thing with ants and other plant, other, other insects in the soil. These microbes control the ants so they don't get overpopulated or any other diseases and stuff like that. So it comes down to trace mineral deficiency when, you, when your plants has a disease. This greening disease basically means that the soil is, it's, I was going to say it's not dead because it doesn't have, it just doesn't have the right microbes and the right organisms in there. It has the wrong ones. And these, these microbes 
are, are not going to promote anything but disease, a specific disease that attacks that plants and they eat, eat and they basically eat them and stops them from producing the nutrients that they need and they starve to death. So the key to and the, so the key to controlling all diseases and all pests, right, is the health of the soil. You've been taught if there's something has a, 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 if a plant has a disease, go to the store and buy a pesticide, herbicide, or fungicide or whatever, and spray to control that. That's great if you're the person selling the fungicide and the herbicide and those things because you would never solve your problem. The law of cause and effect. The effect would be the diseases. You can keep dealing with the effect, you'll never solve the cause, which is the soil is having a problem. So if you, if you go after the cause, you automatically eliminate the effect. And that's what I've been teaching people for many, many years uh, on, how, on how that works. Uh, my latest book is called Don't Panic, It's Organic. And I cover all the basics of, of that as well. I have a new version coming up pretty soon because I'll be, uh, I've added a new chapter. I'm adding a new chapter called How to Make Your Own Worm Farm. And a worm farm is part of the key, something anybody could do. You just have to learn how to deal with living organisms, which is the worms. The, the liquids that the worms produce is full of these types of different types of microbes, re, and which if you use properly, will introduce microbes back into the soil. There are lots of ways to introduce microbes back into the soil. Uh, one of the, the main reason, in my opinion, why you make compost, right, is to reintroduce the microbes back into the soil. Uh, if you uh, study the Rudolf Steiner's biodynamic system, reintroduces microbes into the soil. A slightly different way than other people have. Uh, he was a genius. He came up with lots of different ways to uh, do that. He came to, one of the things he came to the conclusion is that animals, right? <laughs> animals are very important in bringing microbes back into the soil. In the good old days, there were millions and trillions of birds and creatures running all over the place, dying and poopooing and introducing microbes back into the soil, as well as uh, taking trace mills and spreading them out, them out throughout the world. So the animal uh, birds will fly from one part of the, of the country, one part of the world to another part of the world, take with them, but they eat and over there. Animals will travel over the, over the world and transfer minerals. Uh, Mother Nature has a way of uh, recycling everything throughout the world, okay? And it's it's actually very sad because she's such a good recycler uh, spreading everything out to you. She's also spreading out the toxins that we are uh, introducing to it. Uh, plastic and radiation, everything is getting equally spread out around. So it, what's important is to understand that the uh, that we are constantly destroying the microbes in the soil. Chemical fertilizers, toxins, destroy the microbes in the soil. The stuff we put in the city water to kill the bacteria destroys the microbes in the soil. Not having animal, I tell people, when was the last time an animal came and died in your backyard and decomposed and returned to the soil? Probably never. <laughs> See? And so um, we are, I tell people, we are Mother Nature and we have to take control of that. We have to help her to heal 
and compost is what part of it. When you make compost and if you don't use the right type of animal manure, because it seems to be a thing going around, we don't want compost with animal manure. Well, you're missing the main point of why you're really doing the compost. If you make compost properly, there's no animal manure left. There's something different that's left when, when the compost is made. You have compost. You can actually put in your vegetable garden and not worry about spreading manure. If you did, if you still have a problem, if you didn't make it right. And we're going to be covering how to make compost properly down the road as well. And so uh, there, that's, there are different types of animals, right? And there are different types of animal manure. So the key to the microbes is the type of stomach that the animals have. It's a big difference between rabbit poop, chicken poop, cow, right? Elephant. By the way, the richest... The two richest manure come from earthworms and elephants. They both have the same process of, of the stomach process. Everything process goes through the stomach, in and out, in and out. The cow cattle is one of the best because of their stomach. Rose Steiner would take a cattle once it's been killed and everything, take the stomach of the cattle, it's like a big, big bag. They would put herbs and stuff in there, seal it up and bury it. The, the, micro, the, the stomach of the cow would pr help produce the proper microbes in that mixture. So you make compost, you want to have at least cow manure in there. There are all the different types of manure. Of course, the blend, the greater the, the blend of the animal manure, the better, the more variety of microbes you're going to get. There's, there's not the same type of microbes in chicken as there is in the cow, right? See what I mean? Because of the stomach. Uh, the same thing with the horse. The, the manure is fine, it has its own microbes, but the specific microbes we want are the type that will convert minerals, take carbon, produce an acid, take that acid, use that acid to break down the minerals into a soluble form that can then be absorbed by the trees. There's even microbes that live specifically on, on the root hairs of, of the trees, which the microbes in the soil give it to the microbes in the root hair, which then pass it on to the tree. So that's the main reason why we make compost, and that's very important. And you can, nowadays, you can actually order a wide variety of products which have these microbes in it, as well as mycelium. There's a, a organic fertilizers coming on the market now more and more that has mycelium in it, has bacteria, and it has a proper. It doesn't have the live microbes, but you can't, you, you know, you can you can't the fertilizers if it comes in a sealed bag, it's not alive, right? The compost if it comes in a sealed bag, it's not alive. But you can buy products that have suspended microbes in it, or you can buy liquid products that people make that has microbes in it. You just can't uh, buy it. If you buy something in the store that's been sitting there for a long time, the problem, that chances are the microbes are not alive. That's why you want to make your own microbes. And one of the best ways is the worm farm. So we're going to cover that and lots of other different ways you can actually make your own microbes at home, which is what you want to do. What live fresh microbes that you use. When I make my microbes, I have to use them within 24 hours because if they're not, uh, if you don't put them in the soil and you leave, keep them in a container, they will die because they need oxygen and they will just smell bad, rotten. <laughs> that's a whole different story. So that's what I mean by healing the soil. And if you look over there, it says from your soul to your soil, I, I, I tell people, look, you know, your soul is going to have a real rough time in your body if the, if the environment is toxic, if the soil is toxic. Very hard to meditate, very hard to be happy, very hard to be peaceful in one with God, right? Okay, so that's, that's, and then, of course, if you have any questions about this, right, about 
the process of uh, why the microbes and what do they do. I'm happy to go more into detail with you. You just send me an email. And just remember to say um, what show you listen to it. Uh, and I don't know the number. You just have to go by the date. <laughs> I saw this show on this such a date. Then I could look. I can assist. And then I can. Then you ask me a question. And I will answer it in the following show. Okay. So uh, the so the next thing I was gonna, I'm going to talk to you a little about bit about is um, uh, how to heal the soil yourself. How you can heal the soil. And uh, so. It's important. One of the first things is important is is to reduce the toxins. So I have a I use five R's, which I kind of took the three R's: reduce, reuse, recycle, and added, rethink, and replant. <laughs> right, <laughs> and so you follow those five R's. Uh, you learn to reduce toxic in your in your body. You learn to reduce toxic in your environment. What one person does affects the whole planet. Because if everybody does something good for the planet. It will uh, it will uh, will take effect better than it than, than if we don't do anything about it. So uh, there are some things you can't just uh, not do at the moment. I understand it's very difficult to get in the car and have this gas and all this stuff spewing out, you know, plane and boat and travel and electricity and so we have to work these things out. I wrote an article: uh, ten ways to heal, ten ways to. Uh, kill all living beings on the planet. And it turns out that they, uh, somebody had, a scientist had written a, a, a paper, uh, 10 environmental boundaries not to cross. And he emailed me, did you read my paper? I said, no. Well, you hit on each one exactly that he was talking about. And I'll talk to you more about those uh, in an upcoming show. Uh, that's a whole big show right there all by itself. And it's all very simple, logical things like having clean water, <laughs> clean air, you know, uh, it, it, controlling radi radiation, not having so many nuclear plants radiating everything. There's lots of, you know, lots of, there's, there, there happens to be 10 environmental boundaries, which I will go over with you, okay? And again, any questions, just direct them to me. I'm more than happy to do that. If you want to be on my show and you want to talk, <laughs> if you really want to uh, talk, then email me through the inquiry forum, say, hey, I would like to come on the show and talk to you about things. And I'll talk to you beforehand to make sure you're real uh, and then see what it is you want to talk about. And, and I'm more than happy to have you on my show. We can talk, you know. So uh, we ha I have lots of things coming up in the, in the, in the upcoming shows uh, that, I, that I want to cover. Uh, I want to be covering um, how to, how to, uh, the different types of microbes. I'm going to have some different microbiologists on. Come on, we'll talk about that. I'm getting a, a, a microscope so you can see the microbes. And I'm going to get these guys to name the microbes for me. Uh, we're going to talk about mycelium as another uh, living being. It's in the, it's in the, uh, the soil. Uh, we talk about my, mycorrhiza. Okay. Uh, and so, and then uh, also be uh, talking about bricks and a refractometer. Uh, you may or may not know what a BRICS level is or refractometer does, but I'll cover that. It's very important. It's a great tool that you can use to see how your plants are doing. I mean, a really good gardener, those guys look at the plants and go, oh, yeah, looking good. But we, we all need some tools. There are tools for us that we can use. A refractometer is a really very, very cool tool. You can look it up, refractometer. We're going to be talking about that. 
And then, of course, we'll be covering pests and diseases. And the way I cover pests and diseases is you tell me what pest or what disease your place has, right? Your trees, your property. And I will tell you what you're doing wrong and what you need to do to correct it, okay? Uh, if, you, if nobody asks, asks any questions about pests and diseases, then I will be going down the pests and diseases that are in my book, uh, Natural, uh, Don't Panic, It's Organic, okay? Uh, and you can get that book from uh, by going to my website, invisiblegardener.com, go to the shop, and you'll see the book. Click on it, it takes you to Amazon. It's called Don't Panic, It's Organic. Uh, I'll be doing a workshop coming up really soon. You're going to have to have the book as as the main uh, tool to work with, and so uh, let's see. So uh, I'll I'll be covering the uh, I'll talk to people about law you you about law cause and effect. I'm gonna be covering compost, how to make compost. I'll be covering how to make your own spray. I've been doing a spraying business, natural spraying business since the 1970s. So I have a lot of really cool tricks on making your own liquid so you can spray right and and. I do a lot of foyer feeding as opposed to deep roof feeding. I, recently, a customer, a person says, um, I'm going to have this arborist come and do deep roof feeding, and it's organic. And uh, and that's going to solve my problem. Well, deep roof feeding does not change the condition of the soil. And deep roof feeding also is not as effective because the real problem is your root systems are not working. And so if you're giving a nutrient to the roots, and the root systems are not working, they're not going to be absorbing very much of it. That's the thing about chemical fertilizers. It doesn't need a living soil, right? You, you, it, you're, the, the, the chemicals get absorbed into the tree, whether they spread or deep root feed it, goes right in there, high nitrogen, makes everything grow really fast, really, and it produces more stress, doesn't solve the problem. The, the chemical fertilizers or organic fertilizers, for that matter, are not a complete food. They do not have all the necessary trace minerals, 96 different trace minerals are needed for a healthy plant. No coincidence, and 96 different trace minerals are needed by humans and living things. So, but it doesn't change the conditions of the, so of the soil. The soil is the, it's the problem, see? And so I was telling this lady, well, you know, if you can do that all you want to, but it's not going to do anything to eventually you still have the same problem because you're not dealing with the cost being dead soil, nor no soil. And in our case here, we have absolutely no soil left. All you have is this clay stuff sitting on top, substrate soil, right? And so, it's, uh, so one of the things you want to be doing is bringing in soil so you can buy good topsoil that are clean from your, doesn't have urea in it and properly made, not with sewer sludge, you know, those things. Uh, to that, you want to add your compost to it, blend it together. So you want to be doing this mixture on a regular level by, by increasing the, the levels of the soil, right? Uh, bringing the earthworms back to live in there. Uh, I tell, I used to tell, I tell people, I'll give you hundred bucks for every earthworm you find. If you don't find that one single earthworm, you know there's a problem. So I'll be talking about the, how to make your own natural uh, microbial sprays, how to use that, what type of equipment you can use. Uh, along with compost, I'll be talking about how to make compost tea, right? How uh, you can, uh, the tea is important to spray and how to make that, how to use it, what type of equipment you want to use. There's the right equipment and the wrong equipment. The wrong equipment will kill all the microbes. You're not spreading any microbes. You want, 
the, the spraying equipment is meant to spray compost tea. Uh, we're also, I'm also going to be talking about uh, organic fertilizers, uh, how, how to use them. Uh, again, another lady contacted me. She said, I've been an organic gardener for, I don't know, 30, 40 years, and my plants are not doing very well. The next door neighbor came over, brought some chemicals, let the, let the tree, and wham, the tree was looking great. Unfortunately, it, 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 it went bad after a, few, after a month and got worse and died. So what happened? And so I tried to explain to her that organic fertilizers need living soils to work. That's the way it works. Organic fertilizers added to dead soil, it's nothing. Nothing happens. A little bit of nutrients, but most of it is all wasted. So that's important to understand. So like I said, there's more uh, organic fertilizers with uh, mycorrhizae in now than ever before, but you're going to have to make a microbial-rich, mineral-rich compost to add to the soil, you need to do rock dust, malt, compost, and mulch. So maybe I should change it to rock dust, soil, and mulch, right? But because the soil is important, but the compost is, is part of the soil building process. Uh, normally in nature, when trees drop their leaves, they return to the soil, they break up. But nowadays people are cleaning it up, no leaves. We don't want a fire hazard, do we? Clean it all right up and there's nothing there building up. So you have to build the soil back up. So that's important, we'll cover that. We're gonna cover trace minerals, how trace minerals are important, how you can go about getting trace minerals. There's lots of really cool places that you can buy trace minerals. And uh, you know what, and you're not, even, you're not a chemist. You're not gonna buy 10 pounds of calcium, 10 pounds of magnesium, two pounds of this. No, you wanna get a product that's already blended. It's one of the reasons why we talk about rock dust. There's gonna be a show on rock dust. Uh, the different types of rock dust available. I use 14 different types of rock dust from 14 different places. People say you're crazy. Of course, I say thank you. But uh, the reason for that is some, one, for example, azomite has a certain percentage of trace minerals in it. Uh, there's uh, agrimin has another, another percentage of trace mineral, has 30% calcium in America. Uh, there's uh, glacial rock dust. There is a, there's tons of different types of rock dust depending upon where in the world they were made from, and and, and from what part of the world they were made from depends upon that would determine what type of trace minerals it would have. You want to have a complete blend in the in the form of trace, not too much. Too much trace minerals becomes toxic, right? So I'm going to be going over that with you too. So it's kind of it's going to be like a sort of mini workshop, but. Uh, uh, I'll bring, I may talk a little bit about the workshop. Uh, it's going to be a separate workshop, which will cover all this even more detail. It's going to be on every, probably on Saturday mornings. I'm going to leave it open. I might even make it so where you uh, will have an ongoing class that you can sign in anytime and get the information. And then the actual uh, workshop will be on, on a certain day that you can tune in and ask questions, right? So it'll probably be on Saturday if I'm open to almost any other day that works for everybody. I haven't figured out the price yet, uh, but uh, one of the things you know you're going to have to get is my book, Don't Panic, It's Organic, because that's the manual we're going to be working from. Uh, the workshop will probably be a year-long workshop, one once-a-month workshop with a bunch of other different self. These would be like, you do these, it's a work, There's a there'll be a workshop where you can Tune in to everybody like you're doing now on the Zoom. We'll have a meeting, Zoom meeting, everybody here. And then there'll be online cl uh, classes. You can log in and do them yourself. 
and ask me questions. Other people will set up times. We, we can have private meetings if you need to talk to me, specific things that you may have uh, at home. So these are things that are coming up. Also, too, I'm going to be uh, uh, inviting uh, different types of guests who are going to come on. Uh, we have a, a couple of different types of show that I'm going to be doing in one blend here. Uh, the one show I do is called the Refractometer and Me. So that's that's my um, my my um, my my log on how I do how how I do my refractometer work. I will also bring some guests on board who use a refractometer, uh, and so they can talk about their experience with the use of refractometer. I also do another show called The Doctor and the Gardener. And so I tell people, one of the things that's really interesting is that our our stomach is really our soil. Because <laughs> we were in the soil one time, we decided to get up and move, right? So we figured out a way to make a, bring the soil with us. We have our own microbes in the soil. And so the biomedium of the soil is very important. It's really the brain of the body. It controls everything. So the, there are doctors out there, believe it or not, that understand that. And that's what we're, I'm going to be inviting them on to, uh, to talk. Uh, I'm also have an open invitation to anybody out there who's in the healing the soil business. Uh, and what is it you're doing? What is it you're doing to contribute to this, to healing the earth, right? Whether it be you're, you're a, a natural arborist, which I hope you are. You know, I like to talk to more to organic arborists, organic gardeners. Uh, whether or not you're a natural food, uh, you help people to eat eat healthy. Uh, whether or not you help them, you're a, you're a natural doctor. Whether or not you can help them to to control the chemicals in their body and their environment. Uh, what type of business you have that's promoting. Uh, a consciousness, so that's that's also part of it too. Feel free to to uh, go to my website, check out what I'm doing, right? And uh, and then if you want to just do the inquiry for say, hey Andy, I would like to be a guest on your show. You have a book. This is a book I have. Send me the book. You know, if I agree to have you on before I agree to have you on the show, I would like to talk to you. If you have a book, send me the book. I want to read the book. Then I'll decide if I have you on as a guest. There's no reason why not, unless for some reason you're not really doing anything to help the soil. Uh, there's there's also uh, com coming up is uh, a variety of other things that I, that I will be doing uh, to uh, help you to uh, you know to uh, do a better job of what you're doing. I would love it if I I would love to teach you. That's part of the workshop is to teach you how to do your own organic spraying service. Uh, so. One of the things I would like to mention to you is that when you, when you go to the website, you're there, sign up for the newsletter. The newsletter is a key. It's easy, it's a, for starters, a real easy way to communicate with me because if you was to send me email, you know, if you go to the website, you see this is my email, you click on you send the email to me uh, through your own computer. What happens is I get thousands of emails a day and I have to, sometimes I will miss it. I cannot find it. But if it, if you click if you're in the newsletter in the newsletter say I have a question you click on that it brings up your email it's already made to me and, and then in the and, and everything is already filled out except for the question and that goes from my website right into my computer in a special box that I don't have to look for it I I I got it right so that's important too plus the newsletter will keep you abreast of all the different things that are going on. With, with Invisible Gardener, right? And how you can plug into that, how you can uh, 
become how I can become more useful for you. So that's it for today. I think I, ma I managed to cover likely a little bit of everything that I'm, that, that I'm going to be talking about, you know, and um, I'm here. Uh, I'm going to be doing this. Uh, well, my show is going to be on every Friday. I'll be posting it Saturday mornings, you know, uh, and then um, uh, I, I'll be answering your questions. If you have specific questions, I'll be talking to you about that. There's tons and tons more questions here to cover. So, uh, and then I have, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm working on getting a, a, a co-host. I'm also working on a guest co-host. So if you like, what you, if you want to be on as a, a guest co-host, uh, that's another sub subject. First, I'll have you on as a guest. And if it turns out you're really good at this and you like to come on more often, I'll have you on as a guest co-host. And then you can do it. Uh, uh, you, you can get invite your people to come on and we'll talk about what, what you're doing and what's going on, and how you can heal the planet. So you can say, I'm really interested in being a guest co-host, you see, and I'm more than happy to, to do that. Uh, so I, I, I'm trying to figure out uh, the timing, how to best do that. I'll probably get a, a new guest co-host every month on one of the shows uh, that, that let people know in advance uh, that they, you're going to, you know, this person's going to be a guest co-host. I'm, I'm hoping to have a regular co-host, which is what I'm looking for, a regular person to come on. I have somebody already lined up. We'll see what happens. So thank you very much for listening to uh, Invisible Gardener Talks with the Invisible Gardener. I like to say, don't panic, it's organic. It's not up here at all, but that's my, that's my thing to say, don't panic, it's organic. So tune in, go to InvisibleGardener.com. If you're really interested, do the shop now, check out my book. You're going to need the book to really help you down the, the down this path. Uh, and then at the same time, you know, if you've got questions, then it, use, use the inquiry form. And we'll see you next week, okay? Take care now. Bye.